life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. I've actually got one. I'm not flipping you off. I pounded the fuck out of my nail. I'll tell you how that happened. Real. Hopefully, hopefully on a nice piece of puss. Oh, <laughs> it wasn't, but I'll write her in before right I tell up. the story. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning into Road Stories. Uh, I am your host, Murray Valeriano. Full disclosure, we've been recording for 20 minutes and I fucked up. So <laughs> I've started this over. Um, I'll save so my notes. I was fisting this chick. Right? <laughs> I and will save my uh, my announcements for the end. Let's get uh, let's get some introductions and try to recapture the Baconator magic. <laughs> <laughs> Impossible. The Baconator is the name of the girl I was fisting. Hello. <laughs> what? And she was a she Muslim was girl. A fig. <laughs> That's the irony. <laughs> Sitting across from me today are two very funny comedians. I'm super stoked to have them. I've, I've been trying to get them on for a while. And uh, one I've, I've met recently, I'd say within the last year and a half. Mm-hmm. And another one I've known for at least a decade. Yeah. At least a wow. decade, yeah. So sitting to me, uh, my earphones left. Uh, and guys being really good sports about this, <laughs> about having to re-record again <laughs> and not being like, you <laughs> fucking idiot. Uh, Mike Faberman joins us today. Mari, thanks for having me again. <laughs> thanks for, <laughs> seems like only two minutes ago you were here. <laughs> and uh, of course, sitting across from Mike, uh, the very funny Freddie Lockhart joins us today thanks murray i really appreciate it i got out here as quick as i could oh yeah that's yeah. true you were late so you can't get mad at me yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, i'm yeah. mad at both of you yeah <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, favorite the only one who showed up professional <laughs> he was here like 20 minutes actually before i did a drive-by on your house earlier oh. i even saw a lady leaving i did it just to do recon yeah so not smart where i was yeah, yeah. and i was gonna go eat but then the lady didn't put my mom's order in she literally didn't put it in she's like oh, did you hold us something too worst. i was like no there's three of us and and my mom just didn't order now. you know that they hate italians I think it Ooh. is. Was this the sushi place? It was the sushi place. Is this sushi place right over here on Ocean Park? No, we were in Santa Monica oh, okay. uh, or Promenade, around the Promenade area. Just, yeah. They wanted to see the ocean, that kind of thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah the ocean's just right around Speaking the corner. Speaking of sushi, I, my wife is Japanese. Oh, I didn't know And uh, we went out to sushi the other night, and I can't get out of a sushi place under 80 bucks. It's the <laughs> truth, man. Dude, I don't know what, and you leave unsatisfied, Yeah. and you're like, what the hell happened in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, you didn't do anything. Your like, stomach's you didn't when you're leaving, yeah. 80 bucks it cost us for like a mid-afternoon snack. Well, it, trick, it tricks you. It's like, oh, oh, a cucumber roll's only five ninety-five. Yeah. Oh, and this is only four ninety-five. Yeah. Oh, and, th- and then the next thing you know, you're at a hundred bucks. You're you right. know what I do? I, I go, if I go to like Aroha on Ventura or something like that, I'll, I'll get a steak along with it, mm-hmm. along with our Vegas rolls or whatever. I'll get a steak. I'll get a, sub, you know, a real meal because I know that that shit's not going to last for me. Oh, okay. And I'm a slim dude, but right. I'll get like their teriyaki steak, the Kobe what? beef steak. Yeah. The hell is a Vegas roll? That sounds awful. A Vegas roll? You yeah. Vegas no, no, I'm a vegetarian, so I don't. Common. Common. <laughs> common. What is in the Vegas roll? Um, they just, it's Herpes. Deep fry the outside of, of any kind oh. of. Uh, it's it's almost like it's basically like they combine like a tempura, tempura roll, tempura, any kind of tempura. But then they put. You've had a Philly rolls? No, I haven't. You don't have, that has cream I'm, I'm a vegetarian, there. so I don't yeah. eat, I don't eat a lot of sushi. Nothing oh, you are vegetarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you no think I retain this? Uh, yeah. 
girlish figure. Aging uh, figure. <laughs> he ain't nothing but me. And I think I know. Dude, you figure. are one of the skinniest dudes I think I know, man. I'm actually pretty fucking buff. Though. Holy shit. Look <laughs> at that. I like two, like 250 or something I'm like that. I'm going to get a picture yeah. of that. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. I'm going to get a picture of that. I'm that fat, bicep. dude. I, I just eat. Yeah, no, I'm really buff. Like I'm, I'm like groundskeeper Willie. People are shocked when they see me with my shirt off. They're like, oh, you've got a secret. <laughs> I am the complete opposite. People look at me People look at me and think I'm in really good shape, and then I take off my shirt, and they're like, like hey, uh, what are you taking off your shirt for in the grocery store? Uh, I think it's just my black jeans. We can eat like cake icing and smoke cigarettes and be cut. You know what I mean? So you don't exercise at all? I do. I do. You got to get those oh, yeah. arms. You yeah, yeah, I do exercise. Dude, Wim, so I have to take road. vitamins. Where do you find vegetarian stuff? It sucks. Yeah. It's like I got to go hunt it out. I got to go. I either got to go to the store mm-hmm. or I got to find it or something. I got to I gotta Google uh I got to Google places before I go. Right. Wow. You know? That's a lot of work. I but luckily. Up, I roll out of bed, Taco Bell, hit that shit fast. Yeah. <laughs> Start <laughs> crying. Later, yeah. <laughs> go to bed. Well, it wasn't like, you know, I was a vegetarian before I started working the road, so I knew what I was getting into. I thought I knew what I was getting into, so yeah. it wasn't like a shock. But what, what made you do that? Did you see something to prompt you, or did somebody convince you? Just kind of health reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of, I grew up, you know, I'm Italian, so I grew up eating, you know. Sausage. Yeah, sausage pasta. every day, pasta nice. vazul and all the yeah. sausage and meatballs and every day. And I was a fat kid, so ah, oh, that's what it is. The I always hear it. Thing. Like so many comics are former fat kids. I was never fat in my life, and I have uh, Matt Nose is a former fat kid. Oh, yeah. Ellis oh really? Is a former fat oh. Kid. Ellis is a former and fat sometimes kid. Sometimes they'll see me eating. Like Nose, he lives with me, and he'll see me eating. Sometimes, like he'll be like, "What are you eating?" And it'll be like <laughs> steak and kale. I'd be like steak and kale. He's like, ew. And the guy eats like one cup of yogurt and then <laughs> oh, cuts really? himself for it, you know, because there's right. this former fat kid in them that's going, I'm going to come back. You live with Mark Ellis? Uh, no, no. Oh. Uh, Matt knows. Oh, okay. We, my girl and I uh, rent a house and then he just rents a room from us and we hardly see him these days. He's got a girl. but Right, right. Um, but yeah, I see it with those guys. They're just, there's a regimen about them. They're like, never again, yeah. never again. But I have like my, like my places I go. When I'm at, like, if I go to Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento, there's like this Indian restaurant in the mall behind the hotel mm-hmm. that I know has like lentils and everything like that. Oh. So I, I have a mapped out. Bro, I, I, I truly believe that health has direct um, affiliation with how you feel with respect to like I snore like a like a bear now. Yeah. I didn't know that before, and I guarantee it has to do with probably eating food, meat. Yeah. Probably red meat being stuck, closing up. <laughs> you eat so much throat. it's stuck in your nostrils. It's just stuck everywhere. Everything just clogs just a up. Bone in your nose. And I'm snoring up burger <laughs> late at night. Like my girl calls me today on her way to work, and she's like, I "Couldn't sleep last night." And I'm like, "Why? What happened?" She's like, "You were snoring like a pig." Right. Oh man. But and you the, have a you have a nasally voice, man. Maybe there's something blocked up there. Yeah, burger. It's just <laughs> stuck in steak and burgers. Mommy. <laughs> Uh, Freddie, where did you get your start? Um, at the Comedy Store. Oh, really? Here yeah. in town? Yeah. I okay. Because I, I I moved from uh, Arizona to California when I was twenty. Uh huh. And I, the Comedy Store, they're such scumbags. They didn't check my ID or anything. They're just like, yeah, you want a job? I was like, yeah. And they had just fired everybody. Remember when Mitzi would fire like the yeah. whole staff? She was like, like every Noah's four Ark. Oh yeah, I was part and of so that. So there was. Uh, I showed up in um, June of two thousand mm-hmm. or May of two thousand, uh, right before my twenty um, first birthday in July. And I was like, I need a job. They're like, cool, you can work here. I was fired. I think I got fired in 2000. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I fill your... Uh... You might have. 
So at the time there was a David Horton, remember him? Yeah, on the phone, barely. Like dumb hick. <laughs> and then uh, there was all sorts of like just creatures running that place. And you weren't really working the door a whole lot even then. I got the door job in August of two of, of 1999. And you and I maybe worked two shifts together. Then I never really saw you work again. Yeah. Like uh, um, I remember that because I worked the cover booth and you worked the door, and that's when I got to know you. But mm-hmm. then I never really saw you much. I again. took off on the road. I'd see you more just coming over to your house and hanging out after work yeah. and the shit that would yeah. go on there oh god the did you still have dreads i did i did long dreads i remember you now yeah i i, I think i'm sure i remember you it's like no, it's, don't worry about it when it goes to my show that, like think about it. we've known each other since clinton was president that's how much time <laughs> has really gone by like i've known we him have since wasted Bill life was together. wasted life <laughs> wasted tons of it but killed puss it, well, crushed, <laughs> crushed it. completely crushed it <laughs> that's what it was about when we were young comics up at the comedy store oh yeah mm. like we do our sets and of course we work on our shit but it was like searching like vultures <laughs> in the back of the room looking for that that one wounded deer <laughs> stumbling to the restroom oh. and then just shove my dick in her face and hope for the best. Oh my God. That's pretty much what it was. Yeah, I was, where I was still it? do that. Um, I was talking to somebody. Where was I? I was talking to somebody at the, uh, at the club the other night. It was a new club. Where was I? I can't remember. Where did I just get back from? Flapper. Oh Christ. No, no. I think it was on the road. Anyway, I was, I like, <laughs> I went to order something from the waitress. I'm like, hey, how are you? And she just kept walking. And I turned to the other comic. I'm like, you know, the comics before us have ruined like any interaction oh, yeah. with waitresses because yeah, every waitress thinks we're out to bone them. them. They think we want to climb on them. And yeah. I just wanted to order a Corona. Plus, yeah. they've been warned by club owners, don't talk, talk to, to the, the comics. comics. Yeah. They're scumbags. They, they, I mean, because most, there's a lot of clubs out there run by former comics. Mm-hmm. So they know the drill, man, yeah. and they know what our we're lonely on the road. Why wouldn't you let us bang the staff? Yeah, <laughs> you're just gonna get new staff anyway. Yeah. So run the right through. The turnaround's huge. It's like let yeah. us. We're on the road. Give us some uh, happiness. There you go. A shred of fucking happiness Support would be the nice. Troops. Well, you can exactly. eat. All, you can eat off the left side They'll of the pay menu as well. Yeah, exactly. How much? How much more happiness do you want? You know, some cl- comedy clubs treat us well. Yeah, they'll yeah. give us a good meal. Yeah, yeah. They'll, uh, you know, give us a nice hotel to, mm-hmm. to stay at. I mean, they'll give us a, like the inches of of happiness. But when it comes to like boning the stuff, you know how hard it is to bone someone from the audience because usually they're on a date, mm-hmm. right? Or usually, like they have a friend with them that will pull. No, no, Julie, you can't go with them. Yeah, you know, it's they've probably never hard. been to that club. It's probably their first time there. Yeah. They don't really know their way around, and they're hip to the game too. Mm-hmm. Listen, we have three days to close the deal. We're aggressive. <laughs> it's done. We can't wait till next time we come into town because when we come in town next time, they're gonna have a boyfriend and yeah. he's gonna yeah. have a gun, <laughs> and I'm not down for that. Dude. Oh, my days of that are over. Half the Mine aren't. <laughs> you know what I found, though? And I don't think I've talked about this before. You, like Within the last year since I had my kid, I'm doing easily 25 minutes of new dad material. Uh, easily 25 minutes. Yeah. That will shut a vagina. You'd be. So, I'd no, they still, like it. They, they're oh, gonna really? like it. Oh yeah, I because still it's had that sensitive side of you showing. They yeah, like yeah. Uh, I never thought. I never had one yeah, of those. Like Portland. <laughs> that's where I was when I had that conversation. Portland, because and I got asked into a threesome in oh, Portland wow. a couple months ago. I don't think I told about this on this. Oh, did you? So how was the threesome? Deal? Yeah. yeah. No, nice. no, man, no. I mean, she was cute. It was a devil's threesome. Oh, it was a she and a him. Dude, yeah. I have a story from uh, Wichita, Kansas. Is uh, after a show, we went to a uh, club and I'm dancing on the floor for whatever reason. I have no idea what I was doing <laughs> on that dance floor. 
But uh, this lady comes out to me and she's like, I'm having a great night. And I'm looking at her like, she's not bad. I'm like, good for you, you know? And then she's like, um, I just won uh, $3,500 in Keno. And I was like, oh, well, congratulations. She goes, my wife, my, my husband said I can do anything I want tonight and I want to have a threesome and I want you to be a part of it. I was like, what? I go, husband, I go, this isn't cool. Five minutes later, the husband comes over. He's like, no, bro, it's cool. And I'm like, no, it's not cool. <laughs> and uh, and they're like, well, we have a van. I'm like, now it's definitely not a fucking van. <laughs> but I was on the road, and I'm like, okay, here's the deal. I'm not going to get caught up in a place where I'm in the middle of nowhere. So I said to them, I go, okay, I'm, I'm in. Because she was cute. Right. And uh, I said, you park in front of that comedy condo. So when I'm done, I can just walk out. I'm home. I go, if you're down for that, I'm in. And they're like, okay. So we parked right in front of the comedy condo where we were. And uh, the husband watched. And I boned this pig for about 20 minutes. And the whole time he's in behind her, like, combing her hair and saying, oh my God. I love you, baby. You're so beautiful. And uh, and I'm just sitting here. La- I'm laughing right, to right. myself because I'm like, this is pathetic. Right. Like crushing his and wife. Just crushing his wife. Like, killing it. Because mm-hmm. he, you know, he was a small guy. He didn't have that, you know. He doesn't have torque thrust. He like doesn't that. have the torque, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I'm crushing. I drop a load and I walk out. They're like, "Where are you going?" I shut the door. I'm out. I walk in. The headline is by himself on the on the couch. Like, "Where you been, man?" <laughs> I could not explain to him. You can begin to explain. No, like, yeah, just go to bed. You know, I'm gonna like, go out on a limb and say, not a stable relationship. Oh, th- th- that couple. Not my problem. <laughs> I'm on an airplane two days later. I could care less what their problems are. <laughs> But you know what? Maybe they are. Maybe they figured it out, man. I, I personally could not watch another dude drill my wife. I would have no desire to do that whatsoever. <laughs> oh, thank God for porn on the road. Jesus. Thank God for phone porn, man. Yeah, any phone? Yeah. What's phone porn? Just phone porn. Just, just on your phone. Just watch it on your iPhone? Voyeur oh, oh, Voyeurcenter.com. Because what it is, is these aren't professionally fucked people. These are people who are, didn't know the camera was on. This is a girl who had one bad oh, night. they have voyeur phone? Filth. Bro. Really? Phil, I'll, give See? The, I'll give you the site. I know. Uh, you, on your you phone, have the password? You used to give me yeah. passwords to yeah. these things. Uh, well, you know, you know where we were you getting those, that from? Where? You remember where we were getting that from? No. Well, Kevin Christie's father, unfortunately, he passed away, but right. he gave us the password. Kevin Christie's dad was the one paying he had all of that, and that's why we were all, and Kevin would share it. What with was it, Bang Bus? Bang Bros. And, and I and I, and I coldly <laughs> say, <laughs> I've had a good ones. porn discussion on this show in like two years. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> good, good. And, well, and, we're and, about to break And funny the, enough, that, that, that account we were using for six months after Mr. Christie's demise, we were uh, still We, we beat that account up. And then I think when we all got on one, one day we're like, what the fuck? Would I can't yeah, get on. I, can't get on. I called <laughs> I you on time, Freddie. Freddie, what's the password? Yeah. That's uh, what, I didn't know you could watch it on your phone. Now I guess you can. Huh? Oh my god! So that's that's Voyeur. Yeah, Voyeur. Go to Voyeur Center and spell it the British way: C E N T R E. Huh? Yeah. All right. And so Fail. they don't even know they're getting. Half of them don't know. Some of them do and are cool with it. But it's not like women who look like they fuck for a living. These are right. like she's got a pooch. Maybe wall-to-wall carpeting, sure. old school. Yeah, yeah. You know, some little stretch marks, something to tell you that this girl doesn't do this every day. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I, Authenticity. Watching. Yeah. No, I like that. I, I like uh, grassroots not porn. knowing because then they were able to do something. Because a lot of it's just posturing, you know? It's they, the difference between, you know, when a camera is rolling and people don't know it's rolling right. and they're being really funny. Yeah. Just happen to be. But if a camera is rolling and they know it's rolling, they're not really being that. They're trying too hard. 
It's the same with sex, I think. I listen. Sure. I've, I've watched my fair share of porn. I'm not going to lie to you, mm. but that sounds illegal. Well, a lot good. of it is. A I lot like of illegal porn. A lot of it, you're like, should I f- clean up or call the cops? <laughs> <laughs> That's and I'm not even a huge porn guy. Awful. I just, Neither is, am I. But when you're on the road, yeah, bro, lonely, and you get your computer with you, you know, I'm going to crank three or four out a day. Four. I've, I've got up to four or five, four's six, a lot, depending man. on how boring the, boring the town is. Yeah. Don't yeah. you guys go to the gym? Look at me. Do I look like I've been to the gym? I got a fucking, I got a double chin on my double chin. I, I go in it working out makes me horny, so I'll go, but I'll, I'll beat out, beat like, off after. Yeah. Oh, it's a win-win for you, man. Yeah, yeah. See, eating makes me horny. Yeah. So I'm doomed. Uh, outside of uh, spanking it every four hours, apparently, how else do you fill your time? Nothing at all. That's on the no. road, though. At home, I don't spank. Not, it's, sometimes it'll go like a couple of days, three days, and I'll be ashamed of myself. Be like, oh my God, you haven't beat off in like three days. No, I apologize sure. to all my female listeners who are now there are none. who are now clicking off of this <laughs> podcast right now. Either Trust that me, or beating their beans. They're wringing their panties <laughs> out. Just, just ripping wet. He brings the filth out of me and I out of him. Blame me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you inspire me, Mike. <laughs> Mike, where did you get your start on the road, not whacking it? Um, you know what? When I when I um, I first started doing. Remember those... how I say I never edit this episode? Yeah, this show. Yeah, this we'll one's gonna be. Are you editing this one? I don't know, dude. I'm not in, even a... Inevitably, I don't know, dude. We'll, uh, we'll see how much. I, I started doing those. This will be the runs. episode that my mom finally listens to. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. So I, proud of you. I figured out how iTunes works. Let me just. Leave, uh, Freddie Lockhart sounds nice. The whole family's gathered around. Oh yeah, this is Murray's podcast. Everybody, listen. So I'm banging this broad in the back of a fisting. van. It was oh, fisting. fisting. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what on the road though you can't I can't say that's who he is or you are you're a different guy on the road you're Dexter you know what I mean you gotta kill you gotta do what you gotta do uh, that's a good point don't well, talk- you know you go into a town you don't know what's gonna go on that's kind of what I loved about it is like you wake up and you go to the mall or something you try to figure out getting some trouble or <laughs> meet some people get them out to the show and you know, it's an adventure when you're young, but when you're older and you you got a lady at home and yeah. it's, it, you know, it loses all its flair. Yeah, I have no interest. I don't hang out with audience members. I seldom drink even when I go to shows. Yeah. I just want to get doped up and just be left alone. Go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I, my I think David Tell said that one night. He said something like, I just, I just don't chase the night. I go back to the hotel and write. I'm yeah. like, you know, you're a much more noble comic than I am. I go back to the hotel and beat off, but right. it's like <laughs> any anything to not chase the night. That's yeah. always bad. Yeah, I'd, I'd get I'd a bottle. I'd get a bottle nights. of scotch and leave it in my hotel room and just go there. And yeah, take watch. a bottle of wine back from the club. Something. You yeah, know? watch Dude, Cash I've, Cab. I've made the mistake of chasing girls back to their apartments <laughs> and being left in the middle of nowhere. This, oh, this, yeah. this happened to me in Houston, Texas. This girl was giving me game all night, so she's like, "Come back to my place." I get back to her place. We're drinking, we're having fun, this flirt, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's like, oh, I'm going to bed. You're going to need to get a taxi. First of all, I didn't have a taxi's number. <laughs> number two, I didn't even know where the fuck I was. Right. So Can't I couldn't even say, ah, a taxi, I'm here. I didn't know <laughs> where I was. Fi- I was in the middle of nowhere, so there's no taxis around. Finally got a taxi, and by the time I got back to the hotel room, it was 30 minutes away from uh, the hotel room, I had to jump on a plane. Literally, I had to get to the hotel room, grab my stuff from the hotel room, jump back in that taxi, oh, yeah. and jump on a plane. It was Monday morning time to go. And it was a miracle I made it, dude. I had 20 minutes to get to a 40-minute flight, and somehow I made that. Oh, my you spent God. your whole paycheck on taxis in one morning. But just because of chasing ass, that wasn't even locked down. Yeah. Right. Like, I did that so much, man, I wasted my time. You know what? You get the best gigs, I find, are those casino gigs, where the hotel is in the, right the casino, yeah. and you just walk, and you even on your way from the show, and the, the second you walk 10 feet away 
from the place, you're not even getting recognized anymore because there's tons of different yep. people doing tons of different things. Yep. So you could just go blend back in all of a sudden. And I don't gamble either, so it's another... Like I'm like the boring comic who doesn't gamble or have any legitimate drug habits. But <laughs> but, well, weed. I mean, okay. But, yeah. but I don't regard that Hold as a drug. Dude, the first time I met you, you were burning down in the green room. I know, but you don't regard weed as a drug, do you? I mean, no. Come on, guy. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't I, care. I don't because be I smoke a lot yeah, too. It's, but yeah. it's kind of just like uh, it's, not a it's kind of a drug. Do. No. It, it depends on how you look. at it. It's legal now, so it's really it's considered more medicine than drugs now. Yeah. Right. And what do you take when you're sick? Medicine. Weed. Drugs. Yeah, I take weed. I don't take. I would smoke take pills or nothing. Look, I, if I could smoke weed, I would smoke weed. But right, I, 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 I was you? a big stoner in high school and college, man. And then I took <clears throat> eight years off, mm-hmm. and in those eight years, it got so potent. Yeah. Like I take one hit, and then I get I laugh for a half yeah, hour. Yeah, I get yeah. paranoid, and then I cry. There we yeah. go. That's <laughs> awesome. Let's have fun. It's like a tip and of the I day for us. I cry enough in my life. Let's <laughs> have fun. You're Jimmy, a surfer, Jimmy, aren't you? you yeah, surf, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Vilvanis says that's a good day. You're laughing, you cry, and you, <laughs> yeah, that's and you true. think. Yeah, that's no. a, that's you a full day. You're going to Jimmy V? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me too paranoid. I can't smoke yeah, weed anymore. I wish I could, though. I really do. I never smoked in high school. I never touched. I was a jock, so I didn't touch it. Yeah, I didn't touch it either. And I think there's a huge benefit to not smoking your teenage years. That's why we're not. I'm not forgetful. I'm not Mm -hmm. a burnout. I don't sleep late. So it's like get a good work ethic. Yeah, and it's like I think when you start in high school, those people they're fucking burnouts. (laughs) They're all burnouts. Junior high. <laughs> Junior high for you? Seventh grade. Really? What? Where'd you get weed at that age? Yeah. I bought it off my brother, my friend's brother. Uh, uh, older brother. Older yeah. brothers. And did, <laughs> did you have an older brother? Yeah, yeah. And he, my oldest brother was a probably I think still is a big stoner, but he never we had never share. So Good can boy, you I can see. you smoke weed and go on stage, Freddie? Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, right. I, yeah, I do without even thinking about it. Sure. but It doesn't affect me in the slightest. I would rather do that than even drink two drinks. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do comedy the disrespect. Of drinking more than two drinks and going on, because then I won't. I won't even know what I'm. Saying, right. You know. Can you? But smoke? I can get ripped and, and get. Really. On. See, I can too. I can get ripped and and sometimes I can just lock in and be even better. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't prefer it because I treat it like a job. I really yeah, yeah. do. I treat it. It's a and professionalism. What do you do, do, you do afterwards? Like to me, the big payoff is you know if I don't smoke weed, uh, you know all day, I'll get really excitable. Yeah, yeah. But by the end of the day, after the job is done, I'll have something to push that ah button. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I know what you're saying. Like so celebratory almost. Like the job is done. Yeah. A, but you know what? Also, I've witnessed people who smoke before they go on stage, and they strip themselves of the vibrance that is their personality. Yeah. By mm-hmm. being stoned mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying yeah, some people do it well i know rory uh, scoville does quite a bit he likes to get real stoned before he yeah. goes on but it works for him yeah well yeah i i am too much i am too big a fan of your your all your natural things you feel the adrenaline it's mm. all there for a reason the adrenaline's there so you don't fart puke blink or have to go pee while you're yeah. on stage right, you're right. focusing on the task at hand i like those things and i don't like to, to push them back when you first start I think people get stage fright because they're afraid of all those things. But those things tell you you're alive, you're not a sociopath, right. and you have a task at hand. Yeah. So I think keep if you your do wits too about those, you too. Yeah, when, when you like smoke, you you lose your wits. Yeah. Even if it's for a split second, you need to be <clears throat> as sharp as possible in that moment. And especially if they're all drunk, there's nothing better than being sober, and you're the, you're the master of them. You yeah. own them. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're yeah. Intro- you're. You know, you're you're you control the direction in which the show is going. You might as well be at the top of your game while you're doing it. Yeah, I've never get drunk wanted before I go on stage. I used to get drunk when I was working the store a lot because yeah. I was you had to cooking yeah, up with one of the, the waitresses, and she was just giving me drinks all night. Yeah. And so.
She's legendary. I mean, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. I thought I was the only one. What? <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? You're like, what? I thought it was special. I, what, well, I was kind of naive when I showed up there. It took me two years to realize what Chewy did. Like, oh, and then yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. That makes sense. That makes sense. I was like, I thought he was just a super popular guy. What does it, Chewy do? <laughs> well, Chewy used to Chewy sell make it blow. Snowball. He used to sell blow, but I didn't realize it. I had no idea. Really? I didn't, I I didn't found, know. And every either. once in a while, we'd get some, and I wouldn't sure, even sure. Think to get it from him. I was like, ah, man, I wonder where we can get blow. And then Chewy finally one night was like, hey, stupid. And I was like, is that why you wear that big black jumpsuit? No, everybody. Uh, yeah. And I was like, and then we got a little of his stuff one time, and boy, it was the worst crap you ever oh, saw in your Did life. You think Diet he looks Coke. like he would yeah. give you good stuff? No. Plus, he wears yeah. that leather jacket in the summer. Yeah. It probably melted, and it's, you're, you're snorting his made out of armpits. Oh, my God. Man, yeah. just when I think I'm a worldly guy, and <laughs> don't get me wrong, I've done Coke in my time. I didn't know. I just thought Chewie was the doorman I, who never did anything. I just, it, it took so it long. It broke me right home. The comedy store was his place of business. Wow. That is just another reason why I think the comedy store is evil. I know you guys, I know you guys are store guys, and I was until I got kicked out, but I just I I don't no, go like, back. I don't wave a flag for them or anything. Right. I, I get spots when I call in, and that's it, but they're not my alma mater. It's, it's I a mean, bittersweet type of thing. Yeah. You know, it's like having a coach. Where you love him because he's teaching, but he's always a dick to you. And then years <laughs> later, you remember him and you crack a smile. But yeah. that's pretty much it, you know. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's it's a yeah, it's a it's tough love over there, man. We got uh, Mike and I got started at this place called Westwood Brewery. Uh, did we talk about that on the first recording, or the, did we talk about that yet? I think it was mentioned. It was okay. Because so, I remembered it. All right, I think it was brought. But that was a bar gig with all these UCLA frat entitled drunk guys. Mm -hmm. And that was, and I can think off the top of my head, three times I almost got into a fist fight while I was on stage. Oh, yeah. oh man. And it was just one of those places where. There's just no respect for what we do, no matter where we go, especially yeah. with kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you remember the time of the comedy store. It's like people throwing shit at you on stage and There's, people trying to fight La you. La Jolla, too. La Jolla? Yeah. I used to, I never had a problem at La Jolla. I, uh, sometimes drunken Marines will come there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I got chased down by about 20 of them one time. Really? Because I was like, fuck you, bitches. I'll fight every one of you motherfuckers. It was like my first time down there doing more than 20 minutes right they're like fuck you you suck i was like oh. and i made the mistake of just going after this guy yeah and, yeah you know same thing but you just it's like that it's the it's like how can you be so utterly disrespectful like i would never be so disrespectful for to a human being to to try to interrupt what he's doing to right try to make him look foolish it's entitlement though i paid my 20 bucks i'll do what i want yeah. oh is that right is that is that how it works I was watching a thing yesterday. They showed some guy like in Australia doing one of those robot things. He was acting like a robot. He was mm -hmm. all painted silver. And some kid kept coming up, giving him wet willies in his ear, flicking his nose. And finally, the dude just goes, boom, and knocked him out. Right on his ass. Knocked the guy out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. And it's like, you get that. That's thing. what you get. But don't take away from me because I'm out here trying to do this. You know? Yeah. It's well, fucking rude. We were talking. I forget who I was with. But uh, that's uh, that video of the guitar act on stage. And mm -hmm. some guy was heckling him. And. Um, and uh, the guy with the guitar smashed it over the audience's head and then said to the audience, you saw he, he, he came after me. And, and you hear someone in the audience like, no! <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, it's, I, I get it that uh, you know, some people don't deserve to uh, be heckled and they, and they have to deal with that crap, but it really seems like nowadays that the comedian has to watch out for himself mm -hmm. right. more than, uh, you know, than they did in the past. I don't. I don't, you know, I was thinking about that the other night and I don't know any, like, 
fuck them. I, I'm not going to, I'm going to say what I'm going to say and I don't care. And you know, and it all blew up because of Tosh like six months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now some people are like questioning what they're talking about. And you know what? I worked with Bobby Slayton this weekend. Mm-hmm. The guy is as racist as you're going to get <laughs> and keeps and keeps it funny. Yeah. You know, if anybody's going to, you know, if he, if that guy can make a career out of it for mm-hmm. 20 years, then I don't, you know, I don't say anything racist. I don't say, you know, but dude, it has nothing to do with with respect to the content of what the comic is saying. It has to do with these people feeling entitled in an audience, thinking that oh. I don't give a fuck what the rules are or if I'm supposed to shut up and watch a show. Mm-hmm. It's all about me. Because right after that, Randy Kagan got charged mm-hmm. on stage. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tammy Pescatelli wow, had a Tammy drink did, thrown yeah. at her yeah, yeah. in the middle of a show. And, 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 and not just liquid, a full glass. You know what the cop said? One. I talked to Tammy afterwards because she's a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah I, I said, love Tammy. I go, what, what happened? I go, did they arrest her? No, the cop came and said, you should expect that. That's what the cop said. You should expect people to throw stuff at you. I was like, you should That's be expected like, to die before you're 50, copper. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you should expect to do your job. That's assault with a deadly weapon yeah. or whatever whatever right, charge right. you want to put on. But the person is wrong. Arrest that person. Yeah. But no, you should expect that. Get oh, the fuck Yeah, that God. person didn't get arrested. No. Right? Yeah. They no, didn't I, get arrested. And it's just the sickness of society. And you see it when cops even get there. That happened to my girlfriend and I. I saw a guy beating up a woman who was holding a baby. I Ooh. saw what? this happening. And so I pull over. I was like, well, we're going to stop this. Yeah. And yeah. So we go out there and this guy's got tattoos all over his face. We, we, we later named him Tuco. But he's got <laughs> tattoos all over his face. And he stops beating on her and looks at me. He's like, let's go. I was like, oh. God. He wanted to fight you because you were watching? Yeah, he's like... Someone like, had a bad day. I was like, not one of these dudes who not just welcomes it. Like, I thought I'd get out and be like, oh, there's a guy, I'll stop beating on the girl. But mm-hmm. he's like, you too, let's go. Right. And then so he wants to fight everybody. Neighbors are coming out and yeah. he's just fighting everybody at this point. And I'm like, so we call the cops, get the cops out there. And cops say to me, they're like, why would you even bother messing with that? Who cares? Let it go. That's And beyond just a comedy uh, you know, standpoint... It's like nowadays people are just feeling way more entitled than they did in the past. They think it's all about them and there's no repercussions for what they do. And it's just uh, we taking a bit of it's like when the art or the artist has to apologize for doing their art, then we've lost the battle. And that's where it's coming. Yeah. You know, that's where it's I think, going. I mean, I hope it doesn't get to the point where it's like that, where we have to stifle ourselves because right now I think comedy's in a very good place again. It mm-hmm. wasn't for a long time, but I think, again, it's finally gone back to that place where we're the ones who are the most, like, they look at us because, you know, we can do a little bit of everything. And so they kind of see the value in us again. Mm-hmm. Um, but we it, have more access into people's lives. We too. have more access in people's lives. We podcast. We make movies. We can all write a screenplay. We can all write. We're the Twitter, most. Twitter, Facebook, all yeah, that shit. We're the most uh, um, viable, probably uh, accomplished in all the things you need to be accomplished here. So if it starts to go the way of where we can't perform anymore, we can't get up without fear of our lives, that will suck because right. it's a renaissance happening right now. Let me ask you a question, Freddie Lockhart. Uh, while that, if, all right, so that dude was beating his wife with mm-hmm. a child. Mm-hmm. Um, what happened? What would. What would what would Officer Ice T have done about it? At the special victim, man, he would have turned it over to the NYPD. <laughs> <laughs> you you make me whore him out, but for you, Maria. Oh come on! How could I not do that? I don't um, 
but uh, uh, but one more point about that. It's it, it is it's a it's a world of entitlement because of the way we live in now. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it's a great world. I'm one of those people who think it's a great time to bring kids in. Yeah. You can get anything done. You can get anything instantly. Diseases. People are living with AIDS like it's a cold anymore. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good time to be alive. Overall, I think it's a good, very, very. That's good, good time. for Favorman since he banged that chick in the back of the van. He probably got something. Love that pig. Okay, are you thinking about having a kid? Oh, absolutely! All kids. Not right now. No, not right now. But absolutely, I've always wanted kids. Yeah. Oh, and she and Nicole wants it too. Uh, yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah. Did you get another Butterfinger? I can't tell with the smacking in my in my, my headphones. Oh yeah. 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 That was that. Podcast rule one hundred and one. Eat. I do a food book podcast. We're eating in our microphones. All I think the time. it's great. I don't mind hearing people eating. Podcasts really? Because I try to wonder what they're eating. I, I had to stop putting chips in there because they'd just be like. Well, that's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just mostly eat puss during the podcast. Puss. <laughs> Mike, you were touring with a, 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 a comedy cooking show, weren't you? Yeah, I created a comedy cooking show about eight years ago and just combines live stand up and instructional cooking. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, I thought at first it was, um, you know, we'll, we'd see how it went and. It uh, struck uh, struck fire real fast, yeah. and we've been touring all over the place. And like I told you earlier, I have a best selling cookbook out. It's on its third reprint. And What's it called? It's called Ultimate Camp Cooking. It's outdoor cooking. Uh huh. Where know? can uh, listeners get it? Barnes and Noble, Sportsman's Warehouse, Camping Worlds, Bass Pro Shops. What's that? Oh, Bass Pro Shops. Bass Pro Shops. Yeah, we just got them into there. And there's Outdoor World. Um, is that what that place is called over when you drive into world. Vegas? What's that huge fucking that's, that's Cabela's. Pro. Oh, Cabela's. Cabela's. Yeah. Oh, Cabela's. Cabela's. Okay. Yep. So right now, uh, you know, we're touring at uh, RV shows and corporate mm-hmm. events, uh, state and county fairs and stuff like that. But we ultimately want a uh, TV show. So yeah, that's, yeah. Well, how did your, how's your, so you guys do stand up and cook? Yeah. Yeah. We just take, uh, you, you guys know, do like demos, right? Like you do, like you cook and you talk to people yeah, and all that. Yeah, we, we I mean, first of all, very interactive. You know my stand-up. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm very much in, in uh, seeing what happens mm-hmm. in the middle of a show by interacting with the audience. But mostly, my body does 10, 15 minutes uh, in the back end with about family humor and uh, outdoor cooking and mm-hmm. stuff. And I do a little bit of a restaurant and food, my upbringing, where, what's going on in my life up front. And then we've crafted jokes in between and during recipes so it's basically watching a stand-up show, mm-hmm. but you're also learning, and then at the end you're eating. And dude, I mean, people buy our books and DVD. We sold mm-hmm. out of every single DVD we've ever done. We've done eight of them. Our books, like I said, on th- uh, third reprint. But mostly beyond all the business side of it is we love what we do. We're very good at what we do, uh-huh. and uh, and we're having fun. Mm-hmm. And we created it. It's ours. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's super satisfying. What kind of venues do you do? Well, uh, RV shows, RV shows. And, uh, outdoor shows, boat sports, travel shows, okay. expos, uh, things like expos, that. theaters, oh, cool. you know, uh, state and county fairs. It's we a did very, an ice fishing show. It's you know? a very smart way to do today to navigate today's business. Today's business and show business, you got to be a little unique. And yeah, it's yeah. like by going this route now, he's creating the comedy touring circuit on the food circuit. Right, right. There, there wasn't one. Now there is. Yeah. And it's like with that, by the time the network does come to you, you you have the the market cornered on. But, you know, here's the thing: is there's comedy. And we can all agree on this. It's very hard to find your niche, your your your, your yeah. voice, so to speak. But uh, and a lot of people don't throughout their whole career. And the, I guess I found mine through food because it is my it's my love and. And I've always gone well, back. Apparently, to them. you've been hitting my candy bowl ever since oh, you yeah, walked through here. Yeah, <laughs> Kill that! 
I just love I love eating, man. It's you know the one thing when I wake up in the morning. It's one of my things I look forward to most. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I like eating too, yeah. dude. I I still growing up. I still get excited for the pasta. pasta. Yeah, when I, I go back home and smell what she's cooking. No, even good. stuff I'll whip up dude, and Italian I can't food's fucking. The best, it is easily the best. It's filling. The garlic. I'm such a garlic. Yeah. yeah, fiend, man. I love garlic. I ate pasta when I was you know living in a shitty not even one bedroom apartment then i had to make my own pasta every day yeah. for like five years i looked forward to it every day <laughs> i did i just love yeah. it it's fucking it's it awesome good. we were on um i was doing the tour with this comedy cooking show and we had an expense account from from our sponsors of mm. five thousand dollars a weekend all right jeez so when we went into cities we would seek out the best restaurants oh, and yeah. oh man we would destroy it we like chicago there's a couple of italian places in chicago yeah or steak joints there's a place called manny's steakhouse in minneapolis right next to our hotel it was like an 80 dollars steak on the bone and four of us were eating it and we couldn't finish it oh, really yeah it was tremendous oh. so i mean if you ever get the chance to get funded to, uh, <laughs> to, to go wherever you want. Am I going to sponsor to go to Comedy Works in Denver? <laughs> oh, Imagine if comics had sponsors like on our shirts as we went up, like yeah. Rocky had on his back. I've I've had uh, clothes given to me, but never clothes? never money. Like money or anything. Yeah, give me the money. money talks. Bring out the big tip jar on stage. I'm still waiting for some Joker to do that. What? Bring a tip jar. Tip jar and set it right in the front, and he'll get it. He'll get it laughs up front, and then somebody will even put a dollar in it. Yeah, yeah. I won't do it, but I'm sure somebody's done it. And then somebody will just get drunk and grab it and run. Yeah, or pee in it. Here's your fucking bitch. <laughs> Dude, what do you think of this idea? Uh, have you ever seen a comic go on stage with like a hot plate and cook during his act? No. See, I'm thinking about doing that. You know, I was like thinking about scampi. since uh, ever since he's a big advocate of rescuing German shepherds. I I love German. Shepherds. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, he's got one too. We actually have one from the same place. Um, and uh, dogs, right? Yeah, dogs. Okay. German shepherd dogs. And uh, uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about bringing my dog on to to stage to. I, and I brought her once before because I do about 20 minutes on her right. about how the shepherds act, and she would come out there and literally do everything I said, like you know, uh, like tricks and stuff. Yeah, well, no, not tricks, just like her behaviors. Her behaviors. Blah, blah, blah. Like that, like every five seconds, you know, she just wants to know what the fuck's going on. I hate to break this to you guys with your hot plate and your dog. You're describing Ed Sullivan. This was going on yeah, in 1959 and 60s. Don't you know how yeah. things are going full circle now? Like all these advertisers you're seeing during during TV shows. Right. Like I hate it. It's like, what, you think Uncle Starmark Theater didn't do that uh, with Uncle yeah. Milty and all uh, that? Because they, they, they I'm, the I'm thinking right about there. going on with plates and a stick. And well, just spinning plates for a while. I haven't seen that in 50 years. It's due back. It is due back. That variety shit was awesome. The whole family would gather around and watch it. Real fun, man. You'd see things you never saw before. Look look at this guy. Got plates. Yeah. No, I'm. listen, they've been trying to bring the variety show back for years. They just can't just doesn't do it anymore. You have to have the right formula. Like the right host. It has to be the right new tricks. It's one of those things where it's not a bad idea. Like if you do Last Comic Standing, who it's good for is somebody who's been at it 25 years and just hasn't gotten... That break, they, that nudge, they should yeah, have. Yeah. Or somebody like a dat fan who wants six minutes of comedy and wants to get made a fool the rest of their life. Yeah, right. Right. which is what um, happened, man. He yeah, that success. And it wasn't have the time. It wasn't until Heffron won that really kind of legitimized that. Anybody spend anything from it? I think um, what's her name did okay. Eliza, she yeah. she's doing well she now, but she her, wasn't ready. Yeah, she, she brings her dog on stage. She does bring her dog. She, I saw her in Conan. She did a uh, a Blanche. blend with her dog. I know her dog she Blanche. Did? Yeah. You know, you know the dog. Yeah, yeah. I probably was Blanche before. <laughs> yeah, Blanche. That dog came back there one time, and my dog tried to eat it. Really? Then, uh, yeah, it's a little. Yeah, it's a little. Um, a Dachshund, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I got a Dachshund. I love those. I do dogs. too. A Dachshund. I love, I love German Dachshund. dogs. Yeah. Oh, Dachshund. Dachshund. Yeah. German wiener 
Dodge. Oh, all yeah. right. I got one of those. <laughs> he too. said it was a Datsun. Like, Dude, I went, a on, car. I went on stage with a cat once, and uh, I found it on the road. I, I, re- I rescued it. This is true. And I went up on stage, and I was introduced as Mike Faveman and Sprinkles. Right. So I went on stage, and I said, uh, hi, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sprinkles. <laughs> and, <laughs> this, this is Mike Faveman. It's the only time I ever brought an animal on stage, but... Uh, that's what do you do with the cat afterwards? Well, to, to be, I, I, oh, I know I haven't told this story before. I was in Oklahoma City jogging for whatever reason. Believe that <laughs> running to a steakhouse. And, <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> running to go take a dump after the steakhouse. <laughs> and I saw a bunch of uh, birds on a church sign, and they're all swooping down at something. So I looked a little closer, and it was a cat that had been left behind because it had mange on its legs. Uh-huh. Basically, the 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 mother had left it because it had, you know. Uh, complications long story short the cat was adorable I picked it up I called the animal rescue league and they said all we're going to do is pick it up and kill it mm-hmm. they basically told that to me so I said okay well go fuck yourself right and I went brought it to a vet got it medicine cured it wow and it stayed on the road with me for six weeks get out of here yeah. oh man and uh, I, I called all the uh, the the bookers I'm like listen I got a cat they're like yeah it should be all right um, at the end of the six weeks I ended up in Wichita and uh, I called the airport, and they're like, you can't bring a cat on unless you get the vet. Yeah, yeah, you got to get the vet paperwork. Your vet paperwork. And at that time, I didn't have time to do it. I didn't have the money to do it. And I just didn't want to have a fucking cat, man. I'm right. a guy. <laughs> so I went to the local pet store and uh, met a girl there who I eventually banked. <laughs> and uh, and I, gave, I knew it was coming. Uh, yeah. It had to happen, you know. <laughs> And, well, after the, telling the story about rescuing a cat and going on the road with you, you know, that butted her right up. Yeah, yeah. But I gave her the cat, and every once in a while, she'll give me like pictures and you know let me know how the cat's doing. And I named it Roadkill. And nice. Uh, and uh, that's that, man. That's nice. Check out Mike Faverman over here. He thoughts off about crushing pussy. And hey, I did crush pussy. And then, and then he's, he's actually got a... I have many layers, guys. He's got, a, like an he's onion. got, a, he's got a, a soft side a to him, onion over. That was yeah. pretty I nice. think we just got my mom back to yeah. listening to the podcast now. <laughs> guys, where can we catch you? Where can we catch you? Uh, I'm in a movie, a new movie that we shot last year that's finally going to come out this year. It's called oh. uh, Dealing with Idiots with Jeff Garland and Gina Gershon and Bob Odenkirk. Oh, great. It comes out next month. And then I'm going to Europe this month, 27th. Uh, March 27th, and I'll hit Italy, France, Europe, uh, Europe, yeah, uh, and, and everywhere next involved, to Italy. right outside yeah. of France, <laughs> uh, Portugal, um, and a whole bunch of other places, all Air Force Base. Uh, oh, I was going to say, are you touring or are you just uh, bragging? Touring. Okay, Ramstein Air Force Base, and then going to London, and then... Oh, is that where the band came from? Yeah. Ramstein? Ramstein. We are Ramstein. We played naked. <laughs> And shoot fire out of our crotch. You know yeah. Ramstein? Yeah, yeah. I remember like Ramstein. This they were around the German. time Helmet was also out. Oh yeah, yeah remember yeah, yeah. Helmet? Helmet. Mm. Uh, great. <laughs> Where are you gonna be? I'm gonna be at home crying. Yeah. yeah, killing it. No, I get the comedy cooking stuff. I'm gonna be in uh, Cleveland and uh, Boston in August, and then I'm actually supposed to be going to Europe, doing some Middle Eastern stuff, and then also England with a, a new buddy of mine who's touring out there, and uh, I'm looking forward to. Where are you out going? They said April, some dates in April, May, and June. Oh, wow, man. If you're there and I'm there, because I'm there till April 27th from March 27th, I'll, cool. I'll meet you anywhere. Uh, I'm going to miss you guys, because I'm going in August. Are you? Yeah. Are you really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where are you oh, going crap. to? I'm going to Corsica, France, and Italy. That'll be great. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm actually. I'm staying a week longer just to see everything. Else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Too, yeah. Do it right. All right, cool. Man. Is it MikeFaverman.com? 
MikeFabeman.com and also UltimateOutdoorCooking.com. Okay, cool. If there's any clips on YouTube, I'll put them on the website. Yeah. Okay, I'll sure. do that for sure. And it's Freddie Lockhart. FreddieLockhart.com and Twitter Freddie Lockhart. All right. Uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Um, if you got your shirts, let me know. Uh, I know I've sent out a big order last week and you should have gotten them by now. Um, dates, I'll be back up at the uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival, which uh, listeners know. And then I'll be at the Irvine Improv in April with uh, I forget who it is and then I think West Palm I think I'm coming around to West Palm Beach in May for the improv down there all dates are at MurrayValeriano.com hey uh, let me know what you think about the new theme song and logo and uh, write a review on iTunes that's always awesome Uh, and be sure to check these guys out when they come to your uh, town they're very funny guys thanks so much for coming out today kill it it. (laughs) kill it if you see it kill it you want to know about life on the road it's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, trunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon.